The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Success Inside with host Aparna. On today's show, you'll hear the stories from the successful individuals that are making a difference in this world. Living with passion, with their wisdom and ideas, we hope that you are inspired. Now, here's your host, Aparna. Welcome and good morning. I am Aparna with um, Success Inside, Voice America Talk Radio. And I'm excited this morning to have here with me two of Voice America, another Voice America show host, show called Being Here. I have with me Ariella and Shai Kane who have had the successful radio show for uh, several years, and uh, they've had many books, including their latest book, Practical Enlightenment, and they are also uh, hosts of many seminars around the world. So look forward to getting started. Welcome, Ariel and Shai. So. Thank you. In case your, your listeners are confused, I'm Ariel. And I'm Shia. So you have us both. Nice to be with you, Aparna. Well, um, it's nice having you here, and I'm looking forward to our conversation. You've done so much good work around enlightenment and practical enlightenment, which, um, you know, our guests tend to be folks who are of the business community. So we're on the business channel and folks who want have either some experience or are just intrigued by the concept of practical enlightenment. So share with us how this journey began for you. Well, Shai and I, uh, back in the 80s when we got together, we actually had quite a bit of success in our careers. I was working in daytime television, and Shia was having a lucrative practice uh, doing uh, pain and healing relief um, bodywork technique that he had come up with, and orthopedic surgeon in uh, New York City, for instance, was sending him all the patients that he could not get out of pain, and Shia had a very, very high success rate. So we were getting more and more successful. We were living on Park Avenue, and life became pretty empty. We knew that there had to be another possibility. So we actually got out of what we were doing, sold our practices, went off, and uh, divested ourselves of everything, lived for a couple years in a meditation center, and discovered that the giving up everything route uh, wasn't producing any more satisfaction than the nose to the grindstone version. The only good thing about giving up everything is that we reacquired newer and better stuff. (laughs) Ultimately, we discovered the moment and being here and how to fully engage where we are. And uh, people noticed a drastic difference in us in our first Seminars were born, and we've been working with businesses and consulting uh, with schools and businesses and uh, individuals ever since. And uh, my formal training was as an anthropologist. Uh, I actually got a degree in that. Uh, And our approach to self-help, if you will, is not a psychological approach. It is not a problem-solution-oriented approach. It's uh, an anthropological approach where you observe how you're being in life without uh, judging yourself for what you discover. And uh, it's not as a doing something to get better. It's about discovering how you are in the current moment of your life. See, if you get into real time, which is right now, then things that show up as problematic stop showing up 
as problematic. You start to dissolve those things that have been producing the roadblocks in your life or the problems, if you will. You know, Parna, I am certain that your listeners, if they are business individuals, have experienced that. When you really get in sync with yourself, you access your own personal genius. And and answers to things show up rather than having to figure it out. Absolutely. And in my personal experience, I mean, self-help is a category that um, is a personal passion of mine. But it's just, I mean, it's amazing and astounding how... Um, it grew like wildfire. It's been around for years. and But a lot of the notions around self-help where we are constantly trying to fix ourselves, you know, trying to get better, trying to be more successful. Um, the show here is called Success Inside because it is to really honor the fa- fact that we want to be successful. But to get to be successful, you really have to go inward first before you can just delve into and just constantly that chase, getting away from that. So as you're mentioning here and in your discovery, um, you know, being in that present moment is what we all strive for. How does one actually, in your experience, do that all day, every day, the rest of our lives? It's actually quite simple. It requires listening True listening, not thinking about what's being said, but listening to hear what the speaker is saying from their point of view. If you can train yourself to listen to other people, it doesn't matter who's speaking. If you're listening, it will pull you into the current moment of your life. Now, when I say true listening, most people don't truly listen. They think about what's being said to see if they agree or disagree or already know it, rather than listen to hear what another person is saying as though it's new information. In Zen, that was called beginner's mind. Uh, We don't call it anything but listening, to tell you the truth. Uh, But if you are listening to hear what another has to say without seeing whether you agree or disagree, because that really is quite irrelevant to their truth, but if you hear what they're saying from their point of view, it will pull you into your life. And it's that simple, but that's not easy. You know, as you're talking about the title of the show, Inside Success, it occurs to me that we're on the same page in that you were talking about letting go of that striving, that always chasing, but lots of people do that when they go inside, they're chasing a bigger truth, a better truth. And ultimately, we discovered that working on yourself doesn't work, which was the title of our first book. Working on yourself doesn't work. But when you're here accessing the moment, everything about you works. And there's nothing to do with what you see. It's and- just about noticing rather than trying to fulfill an agenda to get to what you think is better than where you are. See, the reality of life is that we are exactly where we are in the current moment. And if you're trying to get to some better place, you're disregarding where you are. So you can, that's like a cat chasing its tail. You can, or a dog, I don't know, an animal chasing its tail. (laughs) You can never catch up with it. You know, A bigger answer or a more complete answer perhaps to your question of how we do it day in, day out is we have three very simple principles of instantaneous transformation that are a great support structure to have being present easy. And and then I'll give you a practical example of it. So the first idea is this. Anything you resist persists, grows stronger, it dominates your life. So it eats your life. And I'm certain people know this. They have one conversation at work that with a person that they disagree with. It's what follows them home at night. Even if they've done 50 great things, the thing they've resisted is what they chew on at night in their thoughts. That's the first principle. The second idea or principle is that this moment can only show up or be exactly as it is. 
So right now we can only be speaking with you because we are. And wherever your listeners are listening from, whether they're commuting and listening in their car, they're sitting in their home, wherever you are right now listening to this, whether it's live or you're listening to it uh, in an archived version, it can only be what you're doing right now because you are. And then the third idea is anything that you see without judging completes itself. Anything that you allow to be exactly as it is without trying to change it or manipulate it to get it to where you think it ought to be will transform. Here's a practical example. Shia, who you may be able to hear today, has a cold. It's it's pretty strong cold today. Breathing has been a challenge. If he resists it, his life becomes that. And you become miserable. And all of us have examples of that. And particularly if you have things on your schedule that preclude you from curling up in bed, and then here you are. If you resist it, you're miserable. Second principle, he can only have a cold. Whether you like it, don't like it, the fact is he does. The third idea is this. Simply seeing it without judging it, it transforms. And in that What I mean by that is it doesn't mean that his cold is suddenly gone. It means that it no longer is what my attention is drawn to. I can do other things. I can be involved. I can have this conversation with you. Yeah, and actually, it's it's a great way of um, sharing this because one of the things that comes up for me is, you know, a lot of times in our busy day-to-day lives, we tend to shy away from or resist the things that we kind of dread or, you know, a a cold is out of our control, but other things that we may put off, paying the bills and so forth. And then that leads to us kind of doubting ourselves in terms of being procrastinators. Well, you know, procrastination is a really interesting phenomenon. Uh, I have found, and Shai have found, after working with lots of people... Because we've been doing this working together thing for 28 years now. We've wow. discovered... Yeah. That's, that's how long we've been leading workshops together. And, and, and we work together 24-7. I mean, I'm currently leading a course right now with another speech teacher, and a speech teacher in New York City called Speak Up. But other than that, generally, we do everything together. together. And Even speak. Yes, yeah, sometimes. Wow, that's apps. impressive. And 28 yeah. years, that's, yeah. that's amazing. It just gets better. It's so much fun. But uh, that with procrastinators, we've discovered there's something that happens in around the terrible twos. It, ha- it starts early in one's life. You know, the don't tell me what to do thing, mm-hmm. where you don't want to be told what to do by anyone. And then as you get older, and it's sophisticated you call it procrastination but it's just you telling you no when you tell you what to do so you've become the authority figure and you say okay i'm gonna get up at seven and then the alarm rings at seven and then you say no don't tell me what to do or i have to pay the bills and then you say no don't tell me what to do it's really funny when you discover that Yeah, it's the resistance uh, to it. And as you're saying, if you apply the principles and you just kind of wake up at seven, accept it, make it a part of you, then it just becomes a part of you that just takes place rather than having to kind of question it or judge it. That's true. But you have to be careful not to make that into a rule of behavior. Because, you know, though, though we none of us seem to like rules, we... And invariably make rules for how we should go about living our lives. Absolutely. What a better... Us would look like. Right. We we even finish each other's sentences. Yes, we did. You know, on our radio show, we always warn people up front because when we warm up... We We start doing it. Yeah. Well, after 28 years, I would think it's pretty pretty natural. And um, I'm sorry that you have a cold. I appreciate that you're here uh, despite that. And finishing each other's sentences just is that much more helpful. So thanks so much for being here. Um, we are going to go into break. Uh, we're here with uh, Ariella and Shai Kane from New York. 
And um, we're going to go into break with Success Inside Voice America Talk Radio. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CIO Talk Radio, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experiences with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive. This means better care for customers and improves the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjog All every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel, the bottom line in business talk. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. Are you a business leader or executive that wants to achieve more? Not just in it for profit, but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways. Listen for the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. You'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. The Business Elevation Show can be heard live on Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, usually 4 p.m. U.K., on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more. You're tuned in to Success Inside. To reach Aparna or her guest today, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Aparna at bcorporateyogi.com. Now, back to Success Inside. Welcome back to Success Inside with Voice America Talk Radio. It is my great pleasure to have here with me this morning Ariel and Shia Kane from New York City. Welcome back. Well, thank you. We're happy to be back. So we're looking forward this segment into you have us intrigued here with us these principles that we can, you know, take into our day-to-day lives on how to be, you know, now the word mindful has become such uh, an everyday uh, occurrence. So, uh, you know, I'm going to go with that, being more mindful of how we're living our lives and really being in the moment and sharing some of these more practical um, suggestions that we can really employ each and every day, every moment. So, with that, I think, Shia, you had uh, started talking a little bit about how, um, you know, it's important not to judge ourselves, not to judge the moment that we're in or place ideals on the types of life that we want to have. So with people, and, sure, go ahead. Well, unless you're doing that, you know, if you're judging yourself, that's what your moment is. So we're not telling you how to do your life right. We're saying however you're doing your life in the current moment is exactly what you should be doing. Now, you may not think it's what you should be doing, but it doesn't seem to change the fact that that's what you're doing. So we've discovered if you do what you're doing when you're doing it, your life transforms. And when you're complaining to yourself about what you're doing when you're doing it, you keep things in place. See, there's a very big difference between change and transformation, and our minds are structured in change. So we want to give ourselves directives, directives on how to be a better us. So, of course, we take these three principles, and that is, like the third one, anything you see without judging completes itself. That's just a statement. And our mind wants to turn it into a directive. Wants to turn it into a do. Don't judge yourself. And you'll be better. 
don't ju- and you can complete things. And so then we want to not be judgmental as opposed to noticing when we are and noticing when we're not. You, you talked about mindfulness, and I'm not really certain of the definition of mindfulness, but I do believe it has something to do with noticing how you're being without judging yourself for how you're being, which is what we're talking about. Uh, we just use different terms. Uh, and oh, then again, I'm not sure that we just use different terms. Because, you see, we're talking about our experience of living, not a set of rules that we've applied to how to be a better us. Absolutely. And, you know, when we use the word mindfulness, basically, I mean, it comes from it. The root of it is from the Yoga Sutras, the word dhyana, which means um, just re- attention and being in the moment is basically essentially what we're saying. But, uh, you know, I'm amazed being in the corporate world uh, how quickly every company has a mindfulness seminar. Now education programs have all these things associated with mindfulness. But the key is to be able to, you know, do as you say with the three principles of staying as it is, not judging the moment, but being in the moment. But one of the things that comes up for me is, you know, we are constantly looking or have goals and we're striving to achieve things in our lives. And you guys have accomplished so much in your life uh, in the 28 years with the seminars and all the different speaking that you've done and not in your show and so forth. So share with us how one sets goals and milestones in our lives when we're not really, um, we're still, and still being in the present moment. Well, we don't set many goals for ourselves, uh, to tell you the truth. We, uh, our life is an unfolding moment to moment rather than a prescriptive of where we have to get to by a certain time to consider ourselves satisfied or, or successful with our lives. In most of us, look, I, I said our approach is anthropological. We've all been born into the culture that we were born into, which had certain uh, currents in it, like all our cultures are forward thinking with the idea that something in the future, some attainment or uh, uh, acquisition will somehow fulfill us and make us more satisfied. So we strive to achieve those things, those goals that we set for ourselves, currently disregarding the current moment of our lives in favor of some future moment that we think will be better because that was the download the culture gave us coming into it. So we've all been trained to strive for future fulfillment based on this moment, isn't it? And something attainable in the future will produce that satisfaction and well-being. And that's why the divorce rate in our country is more than 50%. It's an odd conversation in a certain respect to have in regards to a business model if we're not talking about goals. But you know, like setting and planning goals for the year. We tend to do it more organically for ourselves. And it's interesting, this unfolding model also includes that you can look right now in this moment and see whether or not your business is healthy, what the direction it's moving in, if it's a healthy direction, you can pay attention to whether or not you're being attentive to the things you need to be attentive to in order to have your business grow. It was a very interesting thing for me this past weekend because I cleaned out some old files. You have a tendency, uh, well, not a tendency, we, we had to keep files for a certain number of years for tax purposes and whatnot. And I was looking at What's happened in our business in the last number of years, we even had some around from 2001, 2002, 98. We were, we really hung on to things. And things have really exponentially expanded. But it really comes from rather than saying by the end of the year, I want to make X amount or have X amount of clients, and more about being attentive to what I'm doing right now with honesty. And joy. So it's also very important to share um, each moment is meant for 
for us and life is meant for us to have a joyful moment in this moment is 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 a treasure. Well, you're not having joy if you're busy worrying about the future or you're busy pondering the past. Last night in New York City, we do a courses on most Mondays when we're in town called Say Yes to Your Life, Monday Night Alive in New York City. And uh, people got up talking about what you might describe as joyful moments. They just got up to talk about what it was like to... One artist was talking about what it was like to draw, and he's bet- currently between studios. His The building got closed where his studio was, and he had to move to another studio, and it's not open yet for another two weeks. And so for him to not be working was something really new. But he was talking about the simple delight of wandering around the city and looking at things. When you discover how to be a yes to your life rather than complain about the circumstances, joy is a byproduct, but it's not something to strive for. And in our culture, there is a cultural predisposition to complain about where you are in favor of something else. If you're standing in line at the airport, people will try to catch your eye to commiserate about complaining that they have to wait in line to get on the plane. It's that, like that is so funny, but so true. We all somehow uh, misery brings people together, and there's some saying around that. But um, it's amazing, right? Misery, or if somebody's having a bad moment, it certainly pulls people together faster than if you're just going about your life. Well, yes, we've learned to socialize that way as opposed to having a great moment and sharing that. You yes, know, and celebration, uh, yeah. Then, so in, instead of in celebration, I mean, I'm always amazed to see, speaking of meetups and so forth, there are so many meetups where it feels to me like it's a support group of some sort. Um, it's one thing to, I mean, I understand the need for common interest. I'm based out of San Francisco. So here we have a meetup group for just about everything under the sun. And, um, you know, it's amazing how many are, you know, like a self-support, self-help rather than kind of coming together just in the celebration of being alive. Well, that's why people in our community around the world have instituted meetups called Say Yes to Your Life because they're interested (laughs) in how to say yes to this moment regardless of the circumstances. And as you get skilled at that, life becomes this amazing adventure instead of a grind. Amen to that. And, you know, with that, actually, I wanted to spend some time just uh, sharing and talking a little bit about those. You mentioned that two years you had kind of taken yourself away from in pursuit of, for lack of a better word, happiness and joy and kind of in that inward journey. Can you share with us some insights that you had in the in those two years? What was that like? Well, first off, it wasn't two years. Two years, we lived in a meditation center, which was the culmination of many years of taking different courses and working on ourselves to try to improve the quality of our lives, to try to fix each other, to try to fix our parents, to try to fix what we thought was broken with our lives. In fact, that launch into the two years was pretty much a result of having done something that they called many years later the secret. We had done the visualizations and the, we had done aphorisms a, and, and affirmations. Affirmations. And we, we visualized, and that's how we got the Park <clears throat> Avenue apartment and the success in the business. But, it, but getting our goals was not innately satisfying. So then we looked to find what would be, and then we did the meditation thing for a couple of years. But uh, that also fell short in that you can't change the current moment of your life, but you can appreciate it. So you can get engaged in the current moment as if it's what's supposed to be happening, not a mistake. 
And that is the beauty of it all. So uh, I've actually spent a lot, some time in an ashram, and also I'm teach yoga and so forth. And um, the biggest thing that I find in my life is the ability to integrate that spiritual practice and upbringing into my day to day life of being in this, you know, business community and so forth. Is probably I find it. The integration has been one of the biggest challenges, but by the same token, it also feels very rewarding when you can kind of bring it all together and be in that moment and be yourself as yourself. Um, so it's just uh, it's just amazing to hear that kind of a journey and that kind of a story, especially the fact that you have been a couple throughout uh, and, you know, for 28 years, a lot of times I've seen people drift apart after something like that and so forth. So we'll come back from break and delve a little bit deeper into this and also share some insights from your new book. So I am Aparna with Voice America, Success Inside Talk Radio. So uh, we're going to go into break. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Kless. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel and simulcast at the same time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. If you are a beginning or aspiring entrepreneur, have you thought about a coach or mentor? For instance, think about sports figures who have successfully become entrepreneurs and leaders in business. They started out with a coach in their respective sport, and many work with a coach today to help them continue to achieve their goals. Listen for ESCN with host Michael Dawson and co-host Angelia Hobson and Diane Daniels. Tune in Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central, and 7 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business and rebroadcasts on Voice America Sports. There are two types of leaders in business. Those who are nice, compassionate people. And frankly, they are the people who fail to get a lot done. Then there are those who can get everything done and so much more. But they are greedy, unethical, and self-centered. The Compassionate Samurai Business Hour with Kathy Fairbanks finds a way to use the best of both types of leaders to help you create a dynamic roadmap to success. Tune in every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Business. If you currently or aspire to serve on a board or work in a leadership capacity for or with a public or nonprofit organization, where can you turn to get the best advice and practices? How about Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar? Our program discusses challenges facing both public and nonprofit leaders. Don't miss these practical solutions and tips to enhance your leadership style and effectiveness. Leadership Matters airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Great leaders today have certain capabilities that set them apart. These leaders have discovered transformational leadership. Now you can discover the same ideas, insights, and programs that have led them to success. Inside Transformational Leadership, hosted by Kate Ebner, is produced by Georgetown University's Institute for Transformational Leadership. We'll explore these stories and concepts every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. 
Higher education faces lots of changes. If you are a student, educator, or in the workforce, you'll want to tune into Big Beacon Radio, transforming higher education. Your host, Dave Goldberg, and his guests will explore the innovations that higher education adopts as it reinvents itself. The world of higher education is constantly changing. Stay on top and stay ahead of the rest. Big Beacon Radio, transforming higher education. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. You're tuned in to Success Inside. To reach Aparna or her guest today, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Aparna at bcorporateyogi.com. Now, back to Success Inside. Welcome back to... Success Inside on Voice America Talk Radio. I'm your host, Aparna, and I am so happy to have here with me this morning Ariel and Shia Kane from New York City. Welcome back. Thank you so much. Thank you. Can I just tell you something? We haven't been together 28 years. We've been together 33 years, but we've been working together as a team for 28 years. The first five years were basically normal. We were normal people. You know, or we competed Bickered. about things like... <laughs> Bickered and competed and tried to prove that we, each one of us, or I'll speak for myself, that I was smarter. <laughs> no, <laughs> I no, knew better. I was smarter. I'm older. I must be smarter. <laughs> so yeah. five years of that and then uh, 28 years of working together, right? Yes. Yes, but you know, what really happened was there was a day where Shia fell into the moment. And in that moment, he's... Not, not as an intellectual exercise, not as a thought process. As an experience. He experienced the perfection of that instant he was in. And in that instant, he stopped picking on himself, working on himself. He stopped being his next fixer-upper project. And in that instant... Simultaneously, I stopped picking on Ariel and my thoughts... He, you know, he said to me, we'd been reading a book uh, at that time. We had come back from the meditation center. Interestingly enough, we were living in San Francisco. Uh, we had rented a room. We were looking at what to do with our lives. And we were reading about a 17th century Zen master, Bankai. And I said, you know, I'm living consistently with what they're describing in this book. I'm enlightened. And I said, you can't say that. People get angry with us. No, you said they'd hate us. They'd hate us. And he looked at me right in the eye. He said, I don't care. It's my truth. And it was this moment of connection. And I said, okay, I get it. And he looked at me and we walked back up the hill because we were on a walk. And he stopped working on me because by extension, you work on anyone particularly people closest to you, the same way you pick on yourselves. And my life became dramatically different in that instant. I was yes. more capable, more able. People who knew us for years on that treadmill of working on ourselves So, what are you doing now? Come speak to our businesses. And that's how our seminars were born. So they say life mirrors us, right? So it is a mirror of... Um how we show up in this world. What shows up for us is a mirror of what, how we show up in this world. I think that's really profound what you just said. Because life, our lives mirror the way we're being. And if we are frantic and hectic and trying to get somewhere and thinking that what we have and where we are is the wrong place to be, we can never find peace in ourselves. And, you know, people talk about world peace. Well, if you don't have peace in yourself, if you're volatile because everything is blamed on the outside circumstances, so you blame your circumstances for how you feel, then you'll never find that inner resolution, that sense of well-being and natural knowing that exists in each of us. But we just have to temper our reactionary mind 
to get to the moment, and then it all becomes clear. And what's interesting is that you live in New York City and do this. So, you know, I always say that, uh, you know, it's great to have a meditation or some sort of a practice uh, for your inward journey. And most people, like myself, do that in the morning, and then sometimes people do that in the evening. But during the day, life happens. And so we're running around from either a meeting or some other agenda or something else that we have to fulfill as a part of our lives. And sometimes it gets away from us. And I'm always amazed that when I come home, I check in and, you know, that's a chance for me to be me and be in that moment. So that whole process of it sometimes takes a little bit of evolution. And it's interesting that you're doing that as a couple. So, um, Well, what's interesting is, you see, we don't have a break from our uh, right. experience of living. Like, we, we haven't meditated in more than 28 years now. We and don't we're do- not poo-pooing meditation. You know, for people who like to sit and, and reflect, good on them. But our lives are a meditation. So each moment is an opportunity to be present in your life rather than hold an outside time like this is my time to meditate. You know, this is my time to meditate. Being with you right Right. Because this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. Yeah, and this is great that you're sharing that because I also, because the people always say to me, well, I don't have time to meditate and, you know, is this not making, am I, and now there's almost a judgment on that, right? Because it's become so popular in, especially in certain business communities, in especially in the senior level C-suites and so forth, where people are to, in order to be a better leader, they say, well, you should have cultivate a meditation practice. But now the judgment has become the other way. Well, I don't have time to meditate. I have this, I have that. So it's it's really nice to be able to share the fact that you haven't meditated in over 20 years and you make each moment, you know, they say live life in yoga because yoga is the union of mind, body, spirit. And so you're able to live each moment as, as the present moment and, you know, go through about your life that way. You know, it's funny, Aparna, as you're talking about it, I realize that a lot of your listeners are, are used to segmenting their lives between work and their commute and home and my time, your time, the business time. Family time. And what we've discovered is there aren't different compartments for our lives. We're just expressing ourselves into whatever it is that we're currently doing. And the high-level executives that we work with, the main skill set they employ that supports them in not being so wiped out at the end of the day and having uh, reserves from themselves and their family is really the skill set of listening and engaging where you are as if what you're doing is your idea, not something put upon you by the outside. That's very profoundly said. Yes, it is. (laughs) And I get to live with her. Yeah, this is great. So now I see why it's worked for so many years. And, uh, you know, I know that you have a new book uh, that has just come out recently called uh, Practical Enlightenment. Uh, Would you like to share uh, a few highlights from from the book? as well as share with us uh, your website and your seminar information. Well, Practical Enlightenment is available on Amazon. It's also available on Audible. Uh, I read it out loud. It was fun. I I really love reading. So uh, highlights from the book is really that it outlines a practical approach so that you can experience enlightenment while reading the book. I mean, a lot of what we're talking about today, about listening, about fully engaging uh, and really taking your attention off what you want and getting into where where you are. are. The other thing is, is so many people blame their current situation in life on their past as if they have been done wrong. It is possible to start your life right now without referencing your past or how 
present your parents were or what your siblings did or didn't do. You know, it is possible to live a full, expressive, whole life in this moment, starting from right now, because this is the beginning of the rest of your life. It isn't based on your past unless you're committed to a psychological uh, modality or uh, paradigm that says that your history determines your life going forward in time. We've found that when you get into the current moment, you determine your life going forward in time, not the circumstances and not for sure your past. And it brings up a really important point because we spend majority of our time either in our past or in the future. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so the current moment seems to elude us because we are either thinking about the past or the future. So if we go in a day-to-day um, kind of our thought process and you check off, uh, I've done this exercise and I still continue to do it, uh, where you write down, either you're thinking about or make a note of, you either thinking about the past or the future. It's like, well, when do you enjoy this moment? Just as you are, just as <laughs> it is. Because it's that, never going to come back. That, this is the only moment there is, though. Well, you know, uh, <clears throat> we have a friend who is a sign language interpreter. And one of the things she uh, shows is that if you are interpreting for the deaf community, listening is pulling in information through your eyes. So if you want to enjoy this moment, you can engage either with your ears or your eyes and really like look at what you're looking at. You know, uh, uh, just a slight correction on what you just said. We work in New York City, although we live in New Jersey. We have lived in New York City. And for us, the commute, being in the city, being in our home, it's it's all the same. It's just different. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, we, get, we have listeners from all over the world. So in terms of, you know, just... The ref- I always view New York City, Manhattan, busy, busy, busy. But yeah, New Jersey, the tri-state area. And it's just, it's more about a, so we are surrounded by a society where we are trying to get somewhere. And even with mindfulness, even with the fact that we have yoga studios about every corner as a Starbucks nowadays, we still continue to still be striving. Let me ask you something. Does Starbucks contribute to enlightenment? It must. I drink it. Well, I do too. Maybe <laughs> that's too. the cause. And I think sometimes it's just being able to enjoy. Actually, sometimes for most of us, if you're drinking a cup of coffee or tea, that time, you know, you enjoy the sensations and be in that moment, that in itself offers a form of enlightenment for that few seconds. You know, but... Um, you know, with that, are there other things that we haven't touched upon in the book that, you know, you'd like to share with the audience? Uh, yes, you know, to curse me, in answer to your question about uh, our website, and uh, this is around about answering your question right now, our website is called transformationmadeeasy.com. And this month, our video of the month is on practical enlightenment. And there's a young woman featured in this video having a conversation with us. She's a costume designer talking about her experience of practical enlightenment. And it includes that as a costume designer. She she did a bunch of the costumes for the Beijing Olympics. She's very, very successful. But when she started, she wasn't. And about how she stepped into her abilities in an instant. What we talk about in the book, what we you see in our videos, is that if you engage in this moment rather than listen to the story in your mind about your capabilities, you'll be shocked at what's possible for you. And that is a very nice um, thing to share because, you know, all of us are seeking our life purpose and life passion. So as we do that, uh, it's important to enjoy this moment. I'm actually writing an article on this, and I tend to uh, be a writer on some of these topics. And just the importance of enjoying, even if, let's say, you hate your job, 
but enjoying what you're doing in this moment and being involved can really help you as you progress. You know, lots of times that people are not feeling, uh, they're not sure if the job they're doing is what they want to be doing ultimately. Oftentimes people will sit back and try to figure out what to do next. And what we've discovered is that when people fully engage, as if this is the job they're going to have the rest of their life, as if they love it, as if it's their idea, as if it's the ultimate expression, they get up to speed. And one of two things happens. They either discover, hey, this isn't a bad job. I do love it. Or that when they're up to speed, they're actually there to see opportunities. And it's like when your car's up to speed, You can change lanes very quickly, but if you're at a dead stop, making a turn is is laborious. Well, that's that's before power steering. Yeah, but even with power (laughs) steering, having parked recently, (laughs) parallel parking and I sometimes a little challenging. And nowadays we can do that with a button. Um, That's true. They'll park for you. Yes, exactly. So with that, actually, it's been great having you here this morning. Um, Ariel and Shia, um, your show is on each week on Voice America. Being Here is the name of the show. And um, I thank you so much for being our guest this morning on Success Inside with Voice America Talk Radio. My name is Aparna, and I will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Be sure to catch another edition of Success Inside with your host, Aparna, next Saturday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until the next show, have a great weekend and a successful week to come. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 